and welcome to Let's Talk About Dot Dot Dot. So, in this week's episode, or kind of months, I guess, uh, depending, I am going to be doing a book review of all the books that I've read over the past school year. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you know that I didn't post um, the last couple weeks because I've been going through a lot of changes with school and I don't really have time to record a podcast and have a relaxing weekend because school is so exhausting and is honestly taking a lot out of me at this moment, but I'm excited to be recording this episode because I love books. Um, I think that they're really interesting and I think that you have to find the right genre to really find what you like and to make it enjoyable. And you have to also find what Lexile level fits best for you. You have to find what author works for you. Today I'm going to be rating and recommending the books that I've read. And before we get into this, these are just my opinions. Everybody has their own opinion on these books. Um, These are kind of well-known books uh, in the murder mystery genre. There's one book, which is the first book that I'm going to be reviewing that's not murder mystery but is more of a fantasy kind of book. And so let's just get into it. I'll make it pretty, the intro should be pretty simple. And I'll give just a little reminder to follow my Instagram account. It is at let's talk about podcast with periods in between each words, no capitalization and no other punctuation. So let's get into it. Uh, you're gonna hear background noise in this because I will be opening and closing the books because I have the physical copy with me to read you the description because I didn't want to research it today on my phone like I normally would. So that was me opening the book, beautiful ASMR. Um, And if my voice sounds different, I'm honestly just exhausted. So uh, here is the first book. It is The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. Um, And this is the overview. Every year the people of the Protectorate leave a baby as an offering to the witch who lives in the forest. They hope this sacrifice will keep her from terrorizing their town, but the witch in the forest, Zan, is kind. She shares her home with a wise swamp monster and a perfectly tiny dragon. Zan rescues the children and delivers them to welcoming families on the other side of the forest, nourishing the babies with starlight on the journey. One year, Zan accidentally feeds a baby moonlight instead of starlight, filling the ordinary child with extraordinary magic. Zan needs Zan decides she must raise this girl, whom she calls Luna, as her own. As Luna's 13th birthday arrives, um, or approaches, her magic begins to emerge with dangerous consequences. Meanwhile, a young man from the Protectorite is determined to free his people by killing the witch. Deadly birds with uncertain intentions flock nearby. A volcano, quiet for century, rumbles beneath the Earth's surface, and the woman with the tiger's heart is on the prowl. Okay, so that was... A great overview because uh, once I finish the book, well, if you read the book, the overview is actually really insightful. Now I'm going to be reading this out of five stars. One, plot. Two, where the setting is. Number three, the characters. Four, the character development. And five, the author slash their writing style. So when it comes to the plot, I would give it a five stars because you know what? The plot was really great and I felt that it was really strong. And what I liked about this book and what I genuinely like about other books is the first person perspective or the switching of story. So who's telling what story, what's going on in each life. So I really enjoyed that about the book. The 
the setting, I would give probably a 3 out of 5. Just because I found the setting to be very, very normal and very alike to other kind of fantasy storybook settings. Um, and I didn't really enjoy that. And sometimes it can feel confusing, even though there's a map in front of the book. For the characters, well, okay, so the characters I did enjoy. I'll tell you their names because, like, if I remember them, because I read this kind of a long time ago, like in August. So the characters were Antane, Sam, Luna, two swamp monsters, and like the headmistress, I believe, of like this little um, hospital. And you know what? I enjoyed who they were. I will say that. Antane, Zan, and Luna were probably my favorite characters just because they were the main ones. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy how they were portrayed, but I, I, yeah, I would give the characters like a four out of five. Um, character development, I would say the character development is like, oh, two stars out of five, and not because the characters didn't, um, develop, but it was because it wasn't very visible, and they didn't talk about how they developed or why or the author and i just felt that there could have been so much more i felt that um it was kind of difficult to read about one character being this holly jolly good character then turning bad because of one thing that happened to them and then turning good again like i didn't understand that in the last few pages the last chapter i just completely checked out and i was just like you know what let's get this book done so i can move on um, for the, uh, what was the last one? The rap author? Okay, so, I don't not like this author, which if you don't know what I mean, that, so that was a double negative. Um, I do like this author. I think that her writing was spectacular, but I also think that she could have, sorry, I'm opening the book. I also think that she could have, in a sort of way, um, done better. <laughs> and as bad as that sounds, I think that her voice in the book was kind of just either too one-sided or just not descriptive enough and her language could feel very confusing at times so I think I would give that like a 3 out of 5 stars. Um, overall the book was like a 3.5 out of stars. Um, I don't, did that sound right? I don't know. Um, I'm kind of tired. I didn't think that the book was bad. I didn't think that the book was great. Uh, I think that I would definitely read this again when I get older, so maybe I can comprehend this better. But I think that overall, you know, it wasn't bad, wasn't good. It was in the middle. It was in an, It was a good read to start off the school year because it definitely kind of put me in this mind. It it helped elevate the next book, which I'm gonna that I'm gonna review which is One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. I'm grabbing the book now. This was probably, this is my favorite book that I read this year and it feels so nice holding it again, which as that weird, as weird as that sounds, it's like nostalgic almost because I read this in probably September or October. This was probably one of the best murder mystery books I will ever read as a young adult. Um, so I'll give you the review now. Pay close attention and you might solve this. On Monday afternoon, five students at Bayview High walk into detention. Walk into detention. Bronwyn, the brain, is a Yale bound and never breaks the, a rule. Addie, the beauty, is the picture perfect homecoming princess. Nate, the criminal, is already on probation for dealing. Cooper, the athlete, 
is an all-star baseball pitcher, and Simon the Outcast is the creator of Bayview's Bayview High's notorious gossip app. Only Simon never makes only Simon never makes it out of that classroom. Before the end of detention, Simon is dead, and according to investigators, his death wasn't an accident. On Monday, he died, but on Tuesday, he planned to post juicy reveals about all four of his high-profile classmates, which makes all four of them suspects in his murder. Or are they just perfect patsies for a killer who's still on the loose? Every ha- everyone has secrets, right? What really matters is how far you would go to protect them. So that overview was actually a really great overview of the book. I wouldn't say that it was perfect because there are so many more elements to the book, um, but I think that was pretty accurate and I think that gave a really good spectrum of what the book is about. Um, now talking about the ratings. First of all, a little side note, um, I'm going to like kind of rate the cover for a minute because I'm just looking at it and it looks very interesting to me. First of all, the cover is, I got, there's multiple different covers of course, but I got the one where it's like four kids on the front, um, kind of looking like a picture frame and with a uh, notebook paper over their face. I would say that this is not how I imagine the characters because these are real people taking pictures, or these are real people on the cover just with their faces blurred out kind of by the paper. I would say that this is not how I thought they would look and it's definitely not what I went by in the book and what I'm not going to go by um, because Nate, who is at the bottom left, I did not think that Nate looks like that and I, I kind of refuse to believe that Nate looks like that because of how he is in the book. Like, it's really hard for me to think, kind of, that he would be portrayed like that. Um, but let's talk about the ratings. So number one, the plot. The plot is a five stars, definitely. This is, again, this is my favorite book I read this year for school. Um, the plot was just thickening, and I, to me personally, I hate when books go through the main plot halfway through the book. Um, I absolutely hate it because it's really hard for me personally to like read a catch up and um, it's hard for my mind, <coughs> sorry, it's hard for my mind to understand the change. So I was really pleased that like this book didn't go through its plot halfway through and instead carried it and although the writer added it to the book or added like certain points to the book, I really enjoyed it and it, sorry I don't remember if I said it or not. But the author of this book is Karen McManus. Karen M. McManus. Um, okay, next, the setting. The setting is really great. Um, I did get confused, so I'm going to give it four stars. But you know what? I thought that it was amazing because it was like, here's the school. Bronwyn's house is dot to dot. This is what it looks like. Nate's house is dot to dot. That's what it looks like. Like, it was something that I don't know why I do this, but I compare my where i live um to settings in my book so i can help better visualize it and i thought that it was really great to do that with this book so that's why i give it a four to five stars but sometimes it was some confusing so that's why i kind of bumped it down one characters what the heck characters characters were amazing five stars and i'm gonna give their development five stars because you know what this book was Okay, you could see, you could feel the character development, and that's why I would give it a really great um, rating with characters. Because at the beginning, Bronwyn, Addie, Cooper, and Nate were like these. Like, they were very, the stereotypical teenagers, like the 
like I said, the beauty, the brain, the criminal, and the player sports. Um, but the character development through the book was amazing. Why am I saying um so much? You got to like I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but if you if you like want to read this, but the character development from point A to point B was so drastic, drastic that it was interesting, it was captivating, and you could really see how they changed, like their confident level, their friend group, um, their identity, like you could feel it and you could read it and it felt so nice and then yeah so the writing and the author um oh yeah sorry if you hear the my dogs barking um we're currently dog sitting uh husky german shepherd mix it's great uh and i'm recording in my room because i want to feel the physical copies and be able to see them and like read you again like what i said at the beginning um anyways the writer and the writing style Again, my favorite. It was amazing. There are writers next to me who I absolutely hated their writing, and this is not one of them. The writing was easy to read, easy to comprehend, and captivating. The descriptive words, the language, the pacing, everything about it, the dialogue even. Like, when it, it never lacked points of monologue or dialogue, which reading other books, for example, Enrique's Journey, which I'm not gonna be reviewing because I read that for school, like, I thought that lacked monologue, dialogue, descriptive words, pacing, but this book was just so amazing, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and I guess, because I just mentioned Ermirke's Journey, you should definitely go read that. I recommend the adult version if you can handle gory things. It's about a young boy who immigrated um, from, I'm pretty sure, Honduras to uh, America, and it's, like, it's a wonderful story. This actually happened. I personally did not like the way it was written in the young adult version. Um, it wasn't a bad story though, I gotta admit, like, it was amazing. I wish the writing was better. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> so yeah, amazing book, amazing writing, amazing everything. Five out of five stars, for sure. I, I like, it was just so good. I couldn't stop reading it, and I didn't want to. So the next book is the sequel to One of Us is Lying. It's called One of Us is Next, again by Karen McManus. Now, looking at the cover, um, I don't completely understand it because there are four characters on the cover however in the book it's only really discussed about three so that's something that she could have kind of scoped out better i'm going to assume that the last one is lewis um if you read this book lewis as a character or it's the um mystery person who is described throughout the book but let me read you the overview come on baby you know you've missed this a ton of copycat gossip apps have popped up since Simon died, and I can't read the next part because it's literally a spoiler, but, and no one has been able to fill the gossip void quite like he could. The problem is no one has the facts, until now. This time, it's not an app though, it's a truth, it's a game of truth or dare. Phoebe's the first target. If you choose not to play, it's, if you choose not to play, it's a truth, and hers is dark. Then comes Maeve, and she knows she and she should know better than to better. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Then comes Maeve, and she should know better. Always choose the dare. By the time Knox is about to be tagged, things have gotten dangerous. The dares have become deadly, and Maeve, and if Maeve learned anything from Bronwyn last year, it's that you can't count on police for help or protection. Simon's gone, but someone's determined to keep his legacy at Bayview High alive. And this time, there's a whole new set of rules. Sorry, I just scratched the book. Okay, 
First of all, little book page ASMR. I found that noise so satisfying, my bad. I just threw the book. Not not super right. Um, wow. First of all, overview. Great, it's simple, it's quick, it's the first little part is literally just a review of what happened last year, but then it gets into the details which I like because um if you I do this a lot where I don't read the sequel right after because I don't know there's one. This one I knew, but anyways, great overview. Now to its rating. So I would give its plot maybe a four out of five just because this so I'm into murder mysteries. This wasn't really a murder mystery. It had, you know, death in it like it said. Um but you know like for a book not about murder mysteries, murder mysteries, I thought that it was great, you know. Um sometimes felt kinda rocky. Um and the ending was definitely not what I expected or what I think could have been done with it. But you know, I'll give it that. Now the setting. The setting was kind of confusing but I'm gonna get a four out of five stars because although it was confusing, I could also perfectly visualize what was happening. I could visualize um, Phoebe's home, I could visualize Maeve's home. And by the way, um, Bronwyn in One of Us is Lying is Maeve's older sister. So if you're kind of confused about that, that's that. Um, and Phoebe is really close to Addie, which is one of the main characters in the previous book. So yeah, anyways. Um, I guess that's really all I have to say about the setting. Now, characters and character development. So I would say I'd give the characters a 4 out of 5 stars, but I'd give their development a 3 out of 5 stars because the characters were great. They were amazing. I thought that they stuck to their true personality, um, and that was the problem is they didn't develop as much as I would want them. I thought that the author tried to incorporate all these different plot thickening ingredient or whatever i don't know these ideas into one which kind of felt embraceive at times and just kind of didn't feel like it fit if that makes sense um and then the writer again i have nothing really bad to say about this writer exactly the same as last time um so yeah i would give this book probably a four out of five stars uh you know i'd never think that sequels are better than the first which is kind of a raw opinion but whatever the next book is people like us by donna neal um the cover i'm just going to talk about the cover art because these three books have probably the most interesting cover art to me this cover art i never really realized it until like i was halfway through the book but it is such a great little sneak peek into what's happening because it's literally just four uniforms of like a preppy academy on the front but one is a little bit messed up and i think that perfectly like just gives you a hint of what the book is about a preppy girl who's messed up <laughs> but um let me read you the inside and i gotta say that this cover art and like the back everything about this cover is beautiful and i i can definitely see that this is like i know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover but i can see why i would pick this up Kay Donovan might have skeletons in her closet, but the past is the past, and now she's reinvented herself entirely. Now she's a star soccer player whose group of gorgeous friends run their private school with effortlessly with effortless popularity and acerbic wit. As you can see, I cannot really read right now. But when a girl's body is found in the lake, Kay carefully Kay's carefully constructed life begins to topple. Dead Girl has left Kay a computer-coded scavenger hunt, which, as it unravels, begins to implicate suspect after suspect. 
until Kay herself is in crosshairs of a murder investigation. But if Kay finally back, but Kate, if Kay's finally backed into a corner, she'll do what it takes to survive. Because Bates Academy, the truth is, because at Bates, Bates Academy, the truth is sometimes what you make, not something that happened. Okay, as you can tell, I struggled reading that. But I actually wrote a book review on this for school, and you know what? Um, it was great. So, first of all, with the plot. It did something that I didn't enjoy. It went through the plot halfway through the book. Um, the the plot was just kind of interesting to follow. But you know what? Um, I would give it a four out of five stars because even though it did that, it was still great and still captivating. Um, now the uh, setting. The setting was really great. Sometimes though, I was kind of confused because it talks about the academy on private grounds, and then another public school near that and then a town and then a lake like i just i was sometimes confused to a point where i realized that i wasn't imagining the plot or the setting sorry as one um tied up area i was thinking of it as multiple different places and less of a town and more like countries themselves which as weird as it sounds it's kind of what i felt uh the characters so i gotta say that um the only character development that probably mentioned this book is Kay because it is a first person story which I probably should mention the perspective um the last two one of his is next and one of us is lying are both multiple perspective stories they switch between um first person of each character um anyways people like us uh, was a first person uh story so you can't really see character development in other characters but in Kay herself you could read about how she was really changing and I really enjoyed that. Um, but due to lack of seeing other people develop, I would give it like a 3 out of 5 stars. Because even though you are watching, it's like a first person and one person is watching other people, characters, the side characters can still have development, which is something that I wish would have happened. Um, the, yeah, so development, so characters are like uh, probably 4 out of 5, but the development is 3 out of 5. Um, and then this, oh, what was it? The writer? Okay, the writer was great. I will give her that. Um, I think that her writing was really great and amazing, but sometimes I found myself reading one thing over and over again just to understand it. But I love how she conveyed these things because she talks about mental health and whatnot. Um, and at the end, I'm going to talk about the possible triggers for these books, so do not worry. Um, but I think that, you know what, I'd give the writing a 4 out of 5. So the overall book, I would say four to five stars. Now the next book, sorry, I'm readjusting myself, is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Now if you like this book, I'm, you will not like my review of it. But I'm going to review it because I read it and I think that it's important that, um, you know, I try to tell people about my opinion on it. And again, it's just my opinion. Everyone in Fairview knows the story. Pretty and popular high school senior Andy Bell was murdered by her boyfriend, Sal Singh, who then killed himself. It was all anyone could talk about. And then, five years later, Pip sees how the tragedy still haunts her town. But she can't shake the feeling that there was more to the story. She knew Sal when she was a child, and he was always so kind to her. How could he possibly have been the killer? Now her senior self, now a senior herself, Pip decides to re-examine the closed case for her final project. At first, she is, at first, just to, 
at first just to cast doubt on the original investigation, but soon she discovers a trail of dark secrets that might actually prove Silas innocent, and the line, line between past and present begins to blur. Someone in Fairview knows, someone in Fairview doesn't want Pip digging around for answers, and now her own life might be in danger. This is the story of an investigation turned obsession full of twists and turns with ending with an ending you never expect. Okay, um I tossed the book, don't worry, not too hard to get. Okay, let's talk about this book. Um first of all the plot. The plot I think was amazing. I think if it was written by anybody else, I think that this could have been great. I think um if this wasn't a third person book, I would really have enjoyed it because the plot was great. Four to five. Um setting i would I'd give the setting like a five out of five i'll be nice about it because it was a really easy setting to follow i could imagine it um compared to my life and i felt it was very strong i thought that it was very well developed too um now the character first of all i hate that it's third person uh and it again it might just be me but i absolutely hate third person books um and i would say that the character first of all I cannot handle characters that have certain names, and this main character's name is Pip or Pippa, and I just didn't like that because, um, the autobiography, autobi, is that, okay, when this character, author is explaining herself at the back, she talks about how she wrote a very poor first novel, and then she names the character Pip or Pippa, and that just sounds like so peppy to me, like it doesn't sound right, I think that this author could have named her main character something else. Um, development, okay, the development, I will give it, like, oh, um, character is, like, a 2 out of 5. Development, I'll give it a 3 out of 5, because you know what, the character did develop a little bit, she faced trauma, she faced hardships, um, which is something that every author should add to their main character, uh, but I also feel like she did the bare minimum, which, I'm sorry. Next, the author. I don't like the author, I'm gonna say that, um, quite bluntly because I'm also reading her second book currently uh, because I feel like I need to finish the series to actually get a better look so you know what I just read the first book take this with a grain of salt but I did not I do not like the author um uh to me her writing comes across as just trying to be as difficult as possible trying to have um as much how would I say it she tries to put in as much complex language as possible like it's it feels like it's me writing an essay trying to get academic language trying to do this trying to do that like it doesn't fit to me that's it just doesn't fit and she makes the sentence structure so complex that it honestly doesn't make sense at, at a certain point um she misses a lot of words in her books she I feel like she kind of misuses punctuation uh so I'm gonna give it a one out of five, and I feel bad for talking this harshly about another or about an author, but that's just my raw opinion. So the overall book, I'd give it three out of five. Um, I'm trying to be as light because you know what, the plot was good, but I just didn't completely feel it. I think that she tried to add everything as every kind of murder mystery idea into it at once, which I don't think personally fits. I think that she could have written a second book. Um, having this mystery continue and it would have been perfect um, if she perfected her language too, but that's kind of my idea The next book is all your twisted secrets by Diana Urban uh, And you know what? I'll just read you the review and we'll talk about it. It's not bad. Don't worry 
Welcome to dinner, and again, congratulations on being selected. Now you must do the selecting. What do the Queen Bee, Star Athlete, Valedictorian, Stoner, Loner, and Music Geek all have in common? They were all invited to a scholarship dinner, only to discover it's a trap. Someone has locked them into a room with a bomb, a syringe filled with poison, and a note saying they have one hour to pick someone to die, or else everyone dies. Amber Prescott is determined to get her classmates and herself out of the room alive, but that might be easier said than done. No one knows how they are all connected or who would want them dead. As they retrace the events of the past year that might have caused someone to do this, it becomes clear that everyone is hiding something. With the clock ticking down, confusion starts to turn into fear, and fear morphs into panic as they race to answer the biggest question, who will they choose to die? Now, um... You know what? I'm gonna try to speak as least negatively about this book as possible because I did find it to be um pretty good. So let's talk about the plot. Plot five out of five. I think that the plot was very enjoyable. I liked it was the one person side of the view, and I liked that the book is 300 pages long, so it's obviously not all about one hour of panic, but how they had flashbacks, kind of describing what happened in the past year that could have led them there. Um, setting. You know what, the setting was probably like a 3 out of 5. I did not understand the setting that well, and that's probably my fault, but um, I think that also the writer, it's also the writer's fault, kind of, because the way she described it didn't really make sense. The characters, okay, so I guess they, you didn't get like a view of all the characters, so I'll kind of read them out. The Queen Bee, I'm pretty sure that is, uh, uh, what's her name, Sasha. Star Athlete, that is Robbie. Valedictorian, that is Diego, Stoner, Scott, Loner, Priya, and Music Athlete, um, or Music Geek, sorry, that's Amber Prescott. I don't remember their last names, which is my bad, of course. Uh, so I would give the characters like, I would give the character, mm, probably like a, I don't know, probably a four out of five stars just because the variety of the characters and how she dragged in the stereotypical um genre of character but then kind of made them really interesting the development i'd probably give a four out of five stars just because you know what it wasn't the best development that you could have in a character but it was decent um and the ending is really shocking and that kind of shows some character development which i enjoyed the overall writing of the book I thought that sometimes it was really hard to read, but I would give the writing like a 4 out of 5 stars just because it felt consistent, it felt easy. Um, she didn't try to jam in all of these academic languages into one, and it, it felt easy, it felt a flow, it had a good flow, essentially. So I would give the book like a 4 out of 5 stars, definitely. So let's talk about the possible triggers of these books, um, and I'm going to be stacking the books up so I can put them away very easily, so don't mind if there's like noise that's just me touching the covers and whatnot no no i'm gonna do that afterwards <laughs> i'm a clean freak okay so all your twisted secrets which is no we'll do this by a friend of that okay uh, the girl who drank the moon i would say no triggers possible triggers um death i guess and there are some gory scenes but it's really minimal it's this is like kind of it's kind of like a children's book in a good way like it's not very bad for you to read um one of us is lying one of us is next triggers um suicide i know that's a big one i'm pretty sure there's some sort of 
eating disorder in one of them. I haven't read them in a while, so it takes some time to like think about. Sexual assaults um, happens in one of us is next. Uh, and just violence, I guess, that's the best way to describe it. That's really it. Uh, people like us. Oh wait, why am I doing this? I can literally just go. See, this is what I like about modern day authors is they add um, like health lines if you need them to the back so um suicide they added the suicide um lifeline to the back of the books that mention suicide just because of how uh it needs to be brought up and it needs more awareness and if you're ever in trouble definitely call it um but yeah like i think that's really three main triggers of one of us is lying one of us is next oh um Oh, there's domestic violence, so that's a trigger warning. And there's bullying, and then there's, uh, yeah, and, uh, substance abuse. So, kind of, that's the trigger warning for those two. Um, people like us, suicide warning, that's a really strong, um, warning that you need to hear because it is kind of dominant in the book. Uh, eating disorder warning because one of the characters does have an eating disorder. And that's really it, I think. For A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, uh, kind of suicide, I guess. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. I, I don't know. Um, oh, and there's like, sex, there's rape, rape warning, a rape trigger, uh, sexual assault trigger too. And then All Your Twisted Secrets, probably a, definitely a suicide warning. Um, I don't know uh substance abuse warning maybe eating disorder warning i literally finished this book two days ago and i like can barely remember which is bad uh so yeah these if you want to read these books please read into the possible trigger warnings but overall i would definitely recommend all of these books because um they were just great okay that's it for today i hope you enjoyed this podcast I will link my Instagram, these books, and their authors in the description of this podcast. And I hope you have a great day or rest your day or whatever, wherever you are in the world. Bye.